What Else with Corey Mann on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. One-on-one conversations with some of your favorite artists. Find this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker.com. What Else with Corey Mann on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Welcome, everybody, to episode 91 of Disney Plus Reviews. I'm Phil Souza, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host. None of his friends ever stand downwind from him. It's Grant Youngsma. How's it going, Grant? Great, Phil, because you made mention to one of my favorite characters in this movie. Who's that? Pumbaa. Oh, Pumbaa. Yeah, I was... um, Let's let's talk about that at the top of the show here. We'll we'll get into Lion King 2019 here in a little bit, but um, I was more of a Timon guy. Yeah. I, I really like his uh, his sass, I guess is one way yeah. to put it. I mean, I feel like they're kind of like Pamper and Jelly. Yeah, they definitely go. They, they work as a team. Like, yep. they only, that's, I, that sounded different than how I meant it. I meant, like, they only work as a team. Yeah. Like, they, individually, I don't think either character is strong enough to stand on his own. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. But, Yeah. Uh, we're getting into uh, the 2019 remake of The Lion King here in a little bit, but uh, we a uh, couple things just to let you know about our show. If you're just joining us for the podcast, we're an unofficial Disney Plus podcast reviewing the most popular stuff on Disney Plus. We cover all the Marvel stuff. We cover all, all the Star Wars stuff uh, for the most part. We, um, we're we going to get into all the What If episodes and the Star Wars Visions stuff that's coming up soon. And then, of course, um, we're, you know, everything that's on the horizon as well. Um, you know, Mandalorian and uh, Book of Boba Fett and everything that's mm-hmm. coming up. So we cover all that stuff. And then, like, last week we did, or two weeks ago we did Mrs. Doubtfire. And, yep. and now, now we're doing 2019. Lion King just kind of looking at what else is on the service, what else is new to the service. Mrs. Doubtfire just came and, um, and you know, uh, doing like 2021, 2022, whatever year it is kind of reviews of older stuff too. Yeah. It's kind of fun. Um, but before we get into the discussion of the week, every week we like to do news of the week. Um, we're going to keep it shorter today. Just and it, We're kind of a little pressed for, for time recording this episode, but um, we are going to cover the, the big news um, that happened this Really today, as we're recording this mm-hmm. on Monday. Um, what is that, Grant? Uh, they released the first Hawkeye trailer for the upcoming Hawkeye Marvel TV series, which is set to come out November 24th. Yeah, it's a holiday yeah. series. So um, it didn't really give away a ton of information just basically how um, Hawkeye is basically spending the holidays with his family. And then there is somebody out there that is impersonating Ronan. And yeah, so then he goes out to investigate it. And then he finds his sidekick for the show. So that that's interesting because I, like, I didn't... Um 
that explains is that is that mentioned in the trailer or is that just something like that you had read about um after the fact what? the fact that she's i'm sorry that she's impersonating ronan oh that was in the trailer okay i guess i missed that part um yeah. so like he actually says something like hey stop you know stop doing me or whatever well he sees um what he thinks is himself on tv okay gotcha there's like a news report about it i watched it like in the doctor's office today. okay <laughs> on my phone like yeah i only watched it once so i need to go back and watch it again but um yeah i i'm not i'm not super familiar with the comics that this is based on although Mm -hmm. i have read a couple of them um it's which is rare for me for to actually watch something that's being adapted for mcu to be honest uh miss marvel is one of those for me like i'm very excited about that because i've read all those comics but um this is based on a um a comic book run a, a series of comic books called Hawk. It was just called Hawkeye. And, um, I want to say, um, it feels like mid two thousands is kind of when that came out. Um, I didn't, I forgot to look that up, but, um, yeah, it's like the, I think it's the most recent, um, run of Hawkeye is the one that, what, that has Kate Bishop, Kate Bishop in it. But basically like the, I, I read the first couple comics of that series and, uh, from what I remember is is this this new yeah 2016 is when uh, Hawkeye number one came out so pretty recent and mm-hmm. like honestly more recent than what what Marvel typically does like this comic book only came out five years ago and they're already adapting it yeah so um, but yeah I, I, that I think that's gonna make it feel current like you know with the times kind of thing you know female Hawkeye basically and I got the sense from the trailer she he's is he, is he either training her or he's like helping her, like going on? I think he's a is, little of both. Okay. It the the. It's really hard to kind of follow oh yeah. what they're trying to do. I think they're being pretty cagey about it, honestly. But um, it, I get the sense of a, of like a spy thriller kind of yeah. like they're running from guys that are trying to kill them. Like I don't know that they can be like out in the open. Like they mm-hmm. can have to run amongst the shadows type of thing. Yeah. So it takes place during Christmas. Like mm-hmm. it's like him, like saying goodbye to his family at Christmas time yep. or whatever. So, but yeah, they, I mean, there's not a lot of detail in the trailer. What, what else did you kind of pick out from what we're, well, we're what we're about to see? Well, um, I want to say I saw Yelena in the trailer. Okay. I might've been mistaken, but I think she was kind of in the shadows. That'd be cool. Yeah, which I I mean, she's already been casted for it. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, awesome. That'd mm-hmm. be cool. I, who knows how much she'll be in it? Maybe five minutes, but um, yeah. I would love to see more of her. That'd be, that'd be great. Yeah, because with all the end credits of Black Widow and everything. Yeah. Okay, cool. That, that actually has me pretty excited. I think I think these shows are fun enough just seeing like the main characters, but it is really cool when they sprinkle in some some side characters or newer characters that we don't know a lot about. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Haley Steinfeld, um, it'll be interesting to see how she does in the show. And but I mean, I'm excited. It looks action packed, so I'm sure it'll be good. Well, one thing that I, I'm glad you said that one thing that, that I walked away with was, um, thinking, Oh, this will, this will be like more blockbustery than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Like I, I thought we might legitimately just get a show about training up the next generation of Hawkeye. And, 
you know, yeah, there's maybe a big bad that she has to take down or something like that. But this, this to me screams more like, um, almost like they're like big action set pieces, almost kind of like what you would see in like mission impossible. I'm like, Oh, okay. Like, wow. Like they're going for it here. Yeah. Like it's, it feels more like Falcon and winter soldier than, you know, say like uh, WandaVision or something like that. So yeah, it's, it, it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. Um, I think holiday is a fun time for this kind of thing. We've gotten, of course they, WandaVision, you know, came out after Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that was the first we ever got. So we haven't really had a chance for a holiday show, but the fact that there's like snow on the ground and uh, jingle bells in the air, like it's, it, it it's going to be, it's going to be unique. I think for a Marvel setting. Yeah. This holiday season, the best gifts come with a bow with a bow. <laughs> so yeah. Um, Haley Steinfeld. I, what have you seen her in? in She's uh, in pitch perfect. Or okay. Pitch Perfect 2 and 3. I still have yet to see those. And, you and see then those. she's in Bumblebee as well. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know who you're talking about then. Yep. I, I was wondering if I had seen her in anything. Um, so. so it says in this article that I'm just reading that she wants to follow in his footsteps. Okay. Yeah, because she's kind of, in the trailer, she's kind of doing... The, the Hawkeye thing, we kind of mentioned this already, but she's kind of doing the, the, the Hawkeye thing and he confronts her. And it, there's one funny moment in the trailer where she's like, she's like, so he's like, so what do people call you? He's like, um, like, you know, the best, the best shooter in the, in the world, in the world, yeah. or wherever the, the line is. And um, he's like, are you one of those people <laughs> that call yourself that? Um, so yeah, we'll get some, some definitely some banter stuff. So she's young. Like she's, um, She's like, who knows when they taped this, I I guess earlier this year or maybe last year, but she's like currently as we're recording this only 24 years old. So, um, she's definitely kind of like that younger up and comer, um, kind of, kind of person. Yeah. It says that, um, Kate Bishop is 22 years old in this show. Okay. Yeah. That sounds right. That sounds right for her character. So. Cool. I I'm I'm intrigued to see what they do with the with the character. What this means for Clint. Like, is mm-hmm. he is he done? Like, is this literally like the last we'll see of him? Um, you know, or or you know, will he exist in some kind of you know consultant fashion in the future? Or if it's like, I really get the sense of like they're because they're showing his family. They're showing Clint's family already in the trailer. Like, yeah, I, I feel like a lot of the heartstrings of this, with it being during the holidays, is going to be about family, and. I think mo- a lot of what we're going to see from him is him just maybe wanting just to hang up the bow and arrows. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, you're already impersonating me. You're obviously very talented. I'm going to point you in the right direction and, um, and maybe just retire to be, be with my family, you know, just safe. I don't, I don't need the danger anymore. Um, I think that's kind of what the comic is based on um, as well. Someone who's listening to me, that's actually read them all could correct me, but um, I think it's something similar to that where he, like he's, he's just kind of done with the the danger game. So, okay. but we'll, we'll see. Um, I'm very excited about it. I, th- you know, a trailer will do that obviously, but I was not sure if I should be excited for this one. And then I watched the trailer. And I'm like, okay, now I feel like I've been given permission <laughs> to be yeah, hyped up. So, for sure. so yeah. Um, cool. Uh, anything else to add on, on that? Mm, not much. Besides, I think it's going to be eight episodes, is what it says. Okay, so oh, it'll, so it'll go, it'll go into January then. Yeah. 
Because it starts like four weeks before Christmas. Yeah. I mean, that's what it has on IMDb is it's going to have eight episodes. Okay. And But, I mean, the last episode it has a date for is the sixth episode, which is December 29th. So. And we're not getting anything Marvel between What If and This, right? I don't think so. Unless I mean, there's we movies. get Miss Marvel. Well, see, and that was one thing, like, I looked it up, because when I saw that they were doing Which things with... that still doesn't have a date. Yeah, it's been definitely been pushed back. Like, originally, Miss Marvel was shot... was They were shooting for where, what this show is doing. Like, yeah. it was going to be, like, a November show. Mm-hmm. And so, they moved Hawkeye to November, and then um, Kamala Khan got pushed back. So, this, we won't see Miss Marvel and probably... I, I would say it's probably on the heels of this show, like, yeah. J- January, February. Probably. So... But um, yeah, what if is going to go for what another month or so? So yeah, that something like that that'll take us into September, and then we might have a couple months off because I I don't I I don't know of anything that's definitely taking place between what if I mean we'll get the Eternals and some mm-hmm. you know movie stuff, but um, that's kind of it. Yeah, I haven't really seen anything else unless they somehow decide to release Miss Marvel in between. Yeah. I, I'm good waiting. I want that show to be really good. Like yeah. I, I'm the most hyped for Miss Marvel than in any other show. So I mean, it's probably done already. Would be my guess. Yeah, yeah. Some they they certainly finished shooting on it. I you know some extra um, you know polish time, production time, whatever to make that really good. I'm I'm totally down with that. So well, it says on here that uh, Clint Barton is scheduled for eight episodes so is Haley steinfeld and florence pugue cool so she's in all eight episodes looks like it wow that's uh that's different yeah cool i that's i mean we you and i said that like when we came out of the theater from black widows like give us more florence Pugh. like she is so good as that as that character yeah so it should be exciting for sure. This is uh, almost certainly going to be a show where there's no powers, right? Like, um, you know, supernatural powers, yeah. like super strength or fl- flying or anything. Unless we have like a surprise character that we don't know about or something. Yeah, you would think unless, yeah. But it would be so awesome to get something that Taylor, like that cascades us into like Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. But I, I don't know. I, I don't want to get too hyped about something we know nothing <laughs> about. But like it, it'd be... I mean, I don't think, I don't know that Peter Parker would ever be in any of these shows, but like just, you know, something that would get us excited for. That'd be pretty nuts. The movies coming for out. For sure. Cool. Well, I'm, I'm definitely excited after watching the trailer and uh, definitely looking forward to November now. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's going to be a fun time of year. All right. Well, let's get into the discussion for today. Uh, we are uh, discussing The Lion King 2019. I think this was Grant's idea. Um, to go back to this movie that it really it's a more uh, as far as what movies that we've reviewed on this show like it's a pretty recent one <laughs> it just came out a couple of years ago mm-hmm. but um, and I think you'll kind of get our feel- our thoughts and feelings on it pretty quickly here but I think a lot of the reason why I, it feels like it came out longer ago you know time is kind of a circle right now anyways with COVID stuff but um, is I, the, this movie's not particularly memorable. <laughs> for me. No. And I ended up having to go back and watch it. Even though I just watched it a couple of years ago, I had to go back and watch it again this week because I, I remembered like some visuals from it. Like I remember the CGI being really, really good, but, um, I, you know, obviously the, the movie is so close to the original 1994 animated film that mostly I just, I found myself remembering scenes 
more from the animated film than from this one. I couldn't remember how it differentiated itself. So, um, yeah, I went back and, and watched it again um, this week. But um, just so we kind of know where our, our head spaces are at, what, what's kind of your overall thoughts on this movie? Do you remember seeing it a couple of years ago? Did you go see it in theaters? Yeah. Um, your, your movie going experience in theaters, um, your reaction to it then, your, you know, your thoughts on it now a couple years later. Um, when we saw it in theaters, we saw it at Mall of America, actually. Oh, wow. And um, the theater experience is pretty good. Um, the one thing that I do not like about this movie is it's basically a repeat where um, Beauty and the Beast, um, Aladdin, those two mainly, and Cruella, I guess you could say, they kind of brought a new twist to the story. Yeah. But this one doesn't. It's pretty much the exact same as the original. And the original's flawless. It really is. So I don't really know what the point of making this movie was. Yeah, and that I think that mirrors a lot of people a lot of like serious critics reviews as well. Like when it first came out, I was like, why did we need this movie? Um I agree with you. I like I I love the Aladdin mm. remake, which came out like around the same time as this, maybe 2018 or yeah, something. Yeah, the year before. Okay. So, like we had just gotten gotten um you know, uh, Aladdin. I and I think like Dumbo is one of those ones like people hated even more than this one. Yeah. Like they there had been remakes that Disney has done well, and there have been like swing and misses as mm-hmm. well. And for me, I, I would definitely put it more on, I'm with you. I would definitely put it more on the swing and miss side of the spectrum. I, I've not seen Dumbo, but I've heard that movies like atrociously bad. <laughs> like, Oh yeah. I, so like it's maybe not quite that bad for me. Uh, again, I'm comparing it to a movie I haven't seen, but from what I've heard, I think that's kind of where I would land. And Aladdin honestly is one of the highest ones for me. I, I, the things that they did with, well, this is not a review of, uh, we're not talking about Aladdin on the show yeah. today, but the changes that they made to Aladdin and the additions that they made, I think are welcome. Like, I feel like they really kind of like updated that movie to be more, I don't want to say more agreeable. Cause I like, I mean, we've, we've talked about Robin Williams recently on the show. Mm-hmm. Like his performance is a genius, like impeccable in that original one. So I think you could still make an argument for like, we didn't need, we didn't need this. We didn't need the, the recent version of Aladdin, but that, like Jasmine has like a real presence in that movie, like in the, in the 2018 remake where she's kind of a, uh, really just kind of a background character in the original movie. Like she's kind of like the damsel to be saved. And in the new one, it's, she's a completely different character. And, um, like the genie's backstory is way different in the new movie. So they actually, I think Mulan, we haven't talked about Mulan. I think Mulan is similar too, like where they're like, no, we're going for like a completely different thing. We're not going to have the songs in the, in the Mulan remake at all. Um, we're going to make this more grounded, more gritty, you know, more, um, you know, uh, crouching tiger kind of st- styles, action scenes. Like we're going to make it a different feeling movie with Lion King. I just, I agree with you. I just don't think that they tried. I, I don't think they had any interest in making it, in any way, like different, wildly different from the original. So it's very, yeah. very curious. Like why, why do you think, I don't know what, what if you're going to put John Favreau directed this, right? Mm-hmm. Like what's uh, John Favreau is so like his, his track record is like really, really good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just, he had done the jungle book. Yes. Remake. He did. 
Um, and I think I liked the Jungle Book one better than this. Not, yeah. it, it wasn't one of my favorites, but I, I liked the Jungle Book remake for the most part. I just feel like I don't. You really can't put your finger on what makes this so bad. But I mean, we're just. I mean, I just looked up the Rotten Tomato scores and. It's a 52%. Oh, that's that's low. That's very low for a remake. So, I mean, I really can't like put my finger on a single thing besides that it's way too close to the original. Yeah. And the original got a 93%. Yeah. And but I feel like people when there are remakes, they don't want the exact same thing. Yeah, and because otherwise, that's basically I basically what we got. I, if I wanted to watch the original, I just go back and watch the original. Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, this kind of kind of has the feel more of like one of those sequels, which they had already made sequels of this, so it was kind of like, why did they decide to go down this route? And it has nothing to. I mean, I don't think the characters or the voices they got for this movie, I don't think that has anything to do with this movie not living up to people's expectations. No, I, it's not their fault at all. I, I think the actor, the voice actors that they got are actually like some of the best working actors in Hollywood. Yeah. Like they, they got Beyonce to, to do Nala. Uh, mm-hmm. Seth Rogen is Pumbaa. He's Seth Rogen's a huge actor. Um, Donald I would, Glover's Simba. Yeah, and he's really good at Simba. His singing voice is amazing. Yep. I, I, you know, heresy, I guess, but like, he's borderline better than the original, like adult Simba. Like, mm-hmm. he's re- he's just a really good singer. Um, uh, I always say his name wrong. It's Chiwetel Ejiofor. Let's say, yeah. Um, let's go with that. Um, he plays uh, Scar. And, um, you know, there was some like whitewashing stuff that they did in the original movie and they kind of corrected that with this one. And he's, he's really good. Um, so like the the voice actors are really, really good. I just think that they didn't go far enough with what they wanted to do with the plot. There, there are, there are definitely, I'll cover a few like differences. Like Mm -hmm. here's something they added or changed or whatever. They're all very minor, uh, with the exception of one or two that I think are kind of major additions, but um, for the most part, they're very small things, and they're just not enough. Because if you go like ten or twelve minutes straight in a row with mm-hmm. with literally shot for freaking yeah. shot, like then then audiences are going, why am I why am I watching this? Like why did I spend mm-hmm. fifteen bucks at the box office to see this? Like it's it's literally just a CGI adaptation of the original yeah. movie. So, and I mean the songs besides, I think the song's called spirit. Yeah. It's a new one. Besides that song, pretty much the songs are word for word, the same I'll, songs. I'll, I'll go one step further. I think the, for the most part, I, I met, I just, you know, sung praises of Donald Glover, but for the most part, I think the, the songs that you know from the original one that are in this one, are worse versions than the original for the most part. Yeah. I think there's a couple exceptions to that. Um, honestly, I think the, can you, can you feel the, the love tonight is Donald Glover and Beyonce singing it. And I, I actually, I think I like that one better than the original. Okay. Yeah. I, I'll give you that one. But other than that, um, almost, I would say pretty much every song uh, other than that is worse in, yeah. in this one than the original. 
the worst one by far, the one that I'm, I'm sure probably lots of people mentioned in their reviews is, um, I, I, I think Chiwetel Ejiofor is a phenomenal actor. I love him and everything he's been in, but he basically like speak sings and be prepared, be prepared. Like he's not yeah. even really singing. Um, they, they cut out half of the song. So mm-hmm. like half of the songs aren't even there. It's just half of it. And what is there, he's not really singing. He's just kind of talking. It's, it's not even rapping. It's just like he's just talking in rhythm to what should be notes on the, yeah. on the you know, scale. And so it's, it's, it's supposed to come off as menacing. It comes mm-hmm. off as lazy. Yeah, in my for opinion. sure. And I mean, I remember the first time I saw this and I was just like after that song, cause I mean, as a kid, that song kind of is supposed to send like chills down your spine. Yeah. And it's just like watching it in theaters was just like, well, this is kind of lame because <laughs> it's supposed to be kind of like the coming out party of the villain and it's supposed to be really scary and you're supposed to be filled with like fear. But I mean, I, I would go right there with you that this is probably the worst song in the movie. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, they do, uh, of course, the other ones that you know, Hakuna Matata. The only clever thing that they did with Hakuna Matata is in the original movie, um, they didn't want Pumbaa to say the word farted. Yep. So is it the original movie was rated G, by the mm-hmm. way. I, did, I didn't remember that. Um, it's amazing that they got a G rating with like like the death and stuff that happens yeah. in the movie. But anyway, um, you know, there's that joke that I kind of teased at the top of the show today of, you know, got downhearted. How did you feel? You know, every time I, and then he doesn't say farted, which is obvious. Which what, Timon says, not in front of the kid. Right, exactly. So, and that's a funny moment in the original movie. Mm-hmm. In this one, they, he says it, he's, he says, every time I farted, and he's like, wait, aren't you going to stop me? And I forget what Timon says after that. And so it's just kind of a clever of like, okay, like it's self-aware. Like yeah. it, it knows that you've already seen the original movie and it's, it's doing a play on it. But other than that, like, um, I don't think Seth Rogen is a very good singer. Yeah. No and, joke. And the guy that plays, uh, Timon, it's Billy, Billy Eichner. Eichner. Yeah. Um, it, I think he's, singing wise like talent wise I, th- I think he's there i think he mm-hmm. has the chops um he's just not he does his voice doesn't pop and like and really like entertain you i guess is yeah. where i'm going as much as the original timon like the original timon is just so fun to listen to and this just sounds like a guy singing like yeah. i i i the akuna matata version in this one they, they try to throw in some like subtle like extra jokes and stuff in the song and they just don't land and it's just not a. It's not a good version. I actually, um, the extra jokes that they throw in and Hakuna Matata, I actually really enjoy those. Okay, because like when they talk about how you talked about changing your name, yeah. and they say what to Brad, and <laughs> see, so, I thought that was so dumb, but so, okay, it worked for you. <laughs> I mean, it, of course, Caitlin's brother's name's yeah. Brad, so yeah, that of course was a yeah, funny joke, that's, that's and true. then. I love how when Simba wants to keep singing it and they make the joke about, well, you've put on like 300 pounds since we started this song or whatever they, (laughs) I can't think of what exactly they say. But I mean, other than that, I mean. I think, I I think Timon and Pumbaa, um, Billy Eichner and, and Seth Rogen, I think, 
I just don't know that they have chemistry in this movie. Yeah. I, they're both trying to do their own shtick. And we talked about works as a team. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that they are like gelling at all no. as a team in this movie. It's, it's not that, that, you know, neither are the, like these guys are without talent. They're obviously very talented people. I just don't think that they must not have had like time in the studio to get, to get, yeah. it almost feels like they're recorded on separate days or something. I don't know what happened, but it doesn't have the same kind of, natural bounce back and forth like the the uh banter of of the original movie mm-hmm. for me at least so i hear what you're saying um i want to talk a little bit more about the music and not so much the performances or the you know the changes or whatever for the most part the songs aren't changed i just don't think they're sung as well mm-hmm. but um boy okay we'll get to the cgi here in a second I, I, we'll keep these two things separate these two points separate the cgi is amazing mm-hmm. the when you see anthropomorphized, what you your eyes the CGI is so good. Your your eyes are looking at a real animal. Mm-hmm. Like it's not yep. it's not you're not looking at a computer generated animal. It's a real that's a mm-hmm. real lion. I believe that my eyes my brain thinks that's a real lion. When the lion talks, I can kind of go with that. My brain can kind of go with that. Mm-hmm. When the lion sings and then starts to like run in circles and not do the same kinds of like kind of silly things that you see in the movie, like animals on top of each other or, um, you know, flying through the air or, you know, standing on their hind legs and doing a dance. Like when you don't see that stuff, because they're going for realism, like Mm -hmm. they're going for the jungle book, but in Lion King um, and start doing the songs and stuff like that. My mind just, I just know I'm watching a movie and my, 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 I'm just checked out at that point. Like it's, it's not that again, that if I listen to the songs on Spotify, I might go, Oh, this is kind of catchy or whatever. Maybe I prefer the original, but it's not too bad. When I watch it on screen, I'm like, I'm, it's not gelling. Like it doesn't, it doesn't fit with what my brain is expecting to see in this moment. Yeah. Um, and just the lack of, um, you know, any kind of emotion or any kind of like, you know, the original movie had them like, you know, uh, Simba and Nala like you know pulling their mouth apart and like sticking out their tongues and being silly it's like they're not going to do any of that in this movie because they're not going for that and I think the music I, I think either you just don't do the music at all which audiences would have been t- ticked about oh, that oh yeah for sure um, or you do it in a less like literal serious way mm-hmm. and I just I couldn't get I couldn't jive with those two things at the same time yeah and I mean you talked about going without the music. I mean, audiences would have been mad about that. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't really think there really is a fix to that solution, really. Yeah. Because besides not making it. Yeah, or I, I think the only other solution is just to, to do CGI, but do it in a in a still kind of cartoony way. Yeah. They, they literally went, they, they want you to watch this and think those are real animals on screen mm-hmm. and real animals don't sing. <laughs> yeah. So like, I, I don't, I'm a little confused as to what, what was the goal? Like if, do you want me to believe that these are real animals or do you believe that these are animals that sing? Because those two things don't exist in the same universe. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just, it's really weird to me. Um, again, I know Jungle Brook, I'm sure does this as well. Um, you know, uh, bare necessities or whatever, but like, I just in this one, I it was very jarring, um, especially just because the original is so silly. And um, I feel like, uh, you probably don't notice it much, as much in Jungle Book, is because 
there's a lot more music in Lion King than there is Jungle Book. Yes. No, you're right. Where Jungle Book has like three or four songs. This has like seven or eight. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a great point. Yeah, I guess I'm I'm more willing to for, forgive it when it's, it, you know, 30 minutes in a row, there's no music. Mm-hmm. But th- this movie, boy, the, maybe, more, maybe more than a lot of Disney movies, the, the music is so tied oh, yeah. to the film. For like, sure. You can't strip out, like people were upset when they stripped out the music from Mulan, but come on, like there's no comparison. The, this, this movie is the music for a lot of people. Yeah, and I mean, Elton John and Tim Rice were back on this one too. So, I mean, you can't really, so. Yeah. I mean. They have the talent. Yeah. Because, I mean, th- those that duo did a fantastic job on the first soundtrack. And, I mean, like you said, if you're listening to this on Spotify, you can totally say, yeah, I'm I'm down with this. But, I mean, then you watch it and it's just like. Just give me the original. Yeah, yeah, and then, and that's that's a problem. Like that when you're mm-hmm. when you have audiences watching this and going, why aren't why aren't I at home just watching the original right now? Yeah. That's a problem. Like you you failed at what, at what you were setting you know setting out to do. So it's so confusing for Favreau is so good and like everything else he does. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this is like a real failure. Um, oh yeah, I would say so for sure. And I mean. I would say this is a bigger failure than Jungle Book for one reason and one reason only. Because Lion King is, when you think Disney movies, this is one of the crown gems yeah. of Disney. Yeah. And it just fell flat. Yeah. Um, let's let's talk some positive things. Because I think there are genuinely yeah. some good things to mm-hmm. like. Um, you know, the 52% or whatever score, to me, it seems about right. Like, I... I you know, if I, I know it's based on like, you know, binary, whatever, but like I, I, if I was to give this a score, I would probably give it like five out of 10. Like it's, it's not terrible, but it's also not, it's not a movie I would, I pursue like to watch. Mm -hmm. Like I really, I literally only watch it because we're going to talk about it on the podcast. But, um, the CGI in this movie is unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. There there are stuff that they do in this movie that you would think like whenever the original came out, you would think that this stuff would never be possible. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't believe that this would be possible in this year, like yeah. the current year. Mm-hmm. It came out two years ago. I don't, I don't know how they did it. Yeah. I like, I, cause no one else is doing what this movie is doing. Like even in like the Marvel movies, they're not doing CGI on this scale. Like, yeah, they're doing a- aliens and space and stuff like that. But like, they had to like animate each individual animal in the circle of life. They had to animate each individual animal in the stampede scene. Yeah. They had to a- animate every single, um, you know, punch or throw or whatever in the fight scenes. And I'm just like, I'm watching this. And I'm like, this, sh- this should not have been possible in 20, 2018 is probably when they started doing the animations mm-hmm. for this. Like that's that's unbelievable, unheard of. No one else is doing what this movie is doing. Yeah, so. it it is pretty phenomenal what they were able to accomplish with this. Because I mean, honestly, besides like Jungle Book, you really have never seen something like this. I mean, yeah. we got it in One and Only Ivan, but not to the extent of Lion King. Boy, that's a great comparison. I didn't even think about that. One and Only Ivan is very similar to this, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's it, again, as far as scale, it's it's way way smaller, like you just said. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, it is this the the CGI technology that they had from Lion King. They probably just used that again. Yeah, one only that's out. probably true. But I mean, one positive that I would take away from this is I really do like the cast for it for the most part. Yeah. Um, Donald Glover does well. Um, Beyonce is Beyonce, of course. Um, I really, I'm a huge fan of Keegan-Michael Key, and he's uh, one of the hyenas in the movie. Yeah. And I'm a huge fan of him, so anything that he's in, I usually enjoy. And then who could not be disappointed with James Earl Jones coming back as Mufasa? Yeah, it's... They had to recast him because it's like, who else are you going to get? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, still, so yes, I agree with everything positive you, you just said. It's a phenomenal cast. I think one of the best casts that they've ever done uh, for any of these remakes. Um, do you find it weird that they brought back only one actor from the, from the original movie? Mm. Is that strange to you? Does that does that does that jar you at all when you watch it? Like, well, I think they were going for like I don't want to make this sound bad, but I think they were going for a more diverse cast yes. than what they had in the original. No, that's a good point. So I think there's a reason why they picked the people that they did. Yeah. I'm not saying that, oh, they weren't, wouldn't accept a white person to play Donald or to play Simba. Right. Right. But I'm saying from this, I think they took a more diverse approach yeah that it i mentioned white washing the, the original movie is like heavily white cast yeah. uh you know seth rogan's in this um mm-hmm. you know um the other guy brian uh i keep, keep wanting to say brian it's uh billy billy eichner he's not he's not african-american yeah um but yeah most of the cast is african-american mm-hmm. you know it is kind of one of those things of like who else are you gonna get like if, yeah if you want to do like a real basic voice like mufasa um but yeah, when he starts talking, I was like, oh, like this sounds like the original movie. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, it doesn't. Like, this is like every time Mufasa talks, it sounds like Mufasa, but then everyone else feels like someone trying to do yeah. that character, like Im- impersonate the original character. I, I think um, the more diversified cast, I think it all goes back to they wanted it to be more like a Broadway adaptation. Yeah. And um, that's usually the type of people that they have on the Broadway shows. Yeah. At least with the Lion King. So I think that's kind of, they wanted it more to be like a Broadway style. Yeah. No, it definitely feels like that. I didn't think about that, but you're absolutely mm-hmm. right. Um, one of the songs it's, it, it takes place after the movie's over during the credits. But one of those songs is, is literally lifted from the Broadway show. Um, okay. So it's like you, uh, fans of the of the Lion King show would have already known that song. Yeah, like it, it was already on stage. So, and then I think the other is is uh, Tim Rice and and um, Elton John origi- yeah. original, like for the movie. So, um, but yeah, no, I I, I don't really. I, that's kind of nitpicky. I, I don't have a, a problem with the cast uh, for the most part. I think they. I honestly, I think, I think the the young cast. Um, I didn't write their names down, but like they're really the main ones that are in the movie mm. for the most part, as far as, you know, minutes on screen, but young Simba, young Nala, I think they're really good in this, in this movie too. Maybe arguably better than the original yeah. um, cast. So yeah, they're, they're really, really good. Um, I, I do think, 
I, I'm very confused by the humor in the movie, and there's <laughs> there's a lot of humor that they took out. Um, I, I almost felt like there might not be any humor in this yeah. movie. Um, so one of the biggest changes is the hyena characters in the original movie are doofuses. Like, oh yeah, for sure. It's it's not just the one that everyone thinks of. That like, I I I don't think he even speaks. He just like he just mumbles and like Ed. Yeah, Ed. It's but even the non-Ed characters from the I'm talking about the 1994 are dumb. Like yeah. they're really dumb, and they I think they clearly wanted to separate themselves from that mm-hmm. experience of the original. And so these hyenas in this movie are actually pretty smart. Like they're they're actually cunning. They're very menacing yeah, for sure. And um, so half of the reason why you only got half of be prepared is because half of that song is Scar making fun of them for how stupid they are. Mm-hmm. And, so it be, and because they're no longer stupid, they had to just like scrap that part of the song is basically what ended up happening. But um, because of that, a lot of the humor, like you just like to love, you'd love to laugh at Ed and, and the oh, other, yeah, other characters sure. and all that humor is gone. So they, they actually pulled a lot of the humor out. Now, Timon and P- Pumbaa are still funny. They're mm-hmm. obviously, you know, the, the main reason you laugh in the movie, even the original, they were the, the funniest part. But I, th- I think some of their their jokes don't really land. There's a lot of dad joke kind of stuff in it. Um, there's one joke at the beginning of the movie where it's just like, oh, I, I, I remember the kind of humor that's in this movie now. Um, it's, it's from the, uh, what's the bird's name? Zazu. Zazu. Um, he says, um, he's trying to be funny and he, he's, his delivery is awful. And he says, you know, I had a cousin who thought he was a woodpecker. He slammed his head into trees over and over again. Our beaks really aren't built for it. I was like, was that the joke? Like, I, like I, there were yeah. there were moments where I was just like, Ugh, that was a groaner. Like that was that was uncomfortable to wa- to watch. And there's just a lot of that. Um, I think even some of the the jokes from Seth Rogen and and Billy Eichner are are similar. Where like they're just mm-hmm. they're um, they're just not funny. Like I, I can't I can't explain yeah. it any other way. Yeah, I think one of the biggest takeaways I have is taking away the stupidness of the hyenas because I mean, if you think about a lot of um, the original Disney um, animated movies, the villain always has dumb henchmen, whether it's (laughs) me with captain hook, uh, Iago with Jafar. um, And I feel like that's what makes Disney movies so great is yes the villain's supposed to be this villainous genius but they really do have some idiots that work with them <laughs> i mean even like cruella deville she has horace and jasper who yeah are dumbos to begin with so i feel like that's definitely one thing that really disappointed me yeah i think i think they thought it would be welcome to differentiate this movie from the yeah. original and, and really change the nature of, of some of the characters. I, there's no, there's zero, there are zero hyenas that are Ed in this movie. Like they didn't yeah. even try to go there. So I thought they, I think they thought that that would be a, a welcome thing. The audience was, would love that. I think it's a serious detractor from the film. I, I yeah. think it was a mistake to not give some levity to this other side of the good, bad, yeah. you know, yin and yang. And so. I feel like one thing, that Disney hopefully learned from this is it's okay if you change the storyline, just don't change the characters. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's that's a good way to put it. Because I mean, in Beauty and the Beast, you had the whole bubonic plague or the whatever disease was going on. Yeah, and then in Aladdin, you had the whole thing with Jasmine speaking up for herself, and in this one, they didn't change the storyline at all. Yeah, but they decided to change some of the characters. Because, like, I remember Rafiki, the baboon, he kind of played a comical role in the original. But in this one, he didn't really play much of a role at all. No, he's he's barely on screen, to be honest. And when he is, he's very straight, um, very Mm straight-laced. And um, he's almost a non-character, really, in the movie. And that's sad because like in the original movie he's actually like really important he he's the one they still have the scene at the beginning of the movie in this remake of him like you know branding him over his forehead and and presenting him to the you know the the crowd below and stuff like that but then you don't see him again for like 45 minutes straight Mm -hmm. and he's just he's not even there um the dumbest part in the movie, I have to mention this now since we're talking about Rafiki, involves Rafiki. And it's not actually directly, it's indirectly, but um, okay. So I don't I don't remember how they do this. Maybe you, you can help me recall. I don't remember how Rafiki learns about Simba's, uh, that he's still alive yep. in the original movie. This is how it takes place in the, in the remake if you haven't seen it <clears throat> or haven't seen it in a while. Um, there is some like dander, like like fur that like falls mm-hmm. off of Simba, adult Simba in you know the wilds, and it like f- it blows through the winds, and you're following this dander. It's like the slowest progression yeah. ever. It, it gets like picked up by this beetle, and this beetle starts like rolling it, and then um, it flies through the air. Something happens to it. It gets picked up and then a giraffe eats it and then it poops it <laughs> and then it like rolls, it's in the poop and it rolls down this thing and it falls off and it breaks and then this other like insect picks it up and then ants like pick it up and like roll it up this tree and then it fall, it flies off the tree because a squirrel hit it. Eventually it gets to Rafiki mm. and he sees this like tiny little tuft of hair, of, yeah. of fur and he's like, Simba, Simba's alive. Yeah. And he like goes crazy and starts like running off in search of Simba. It's just like, that was the stupidest thing ever. <laughs> like, yeah. why couldn't they just have someone say, like a bird, like fly through and be like, hey, I just saw this lion. And he's like, oh, maybe that's Simba or whatever. It's like, there's so many different better ways to do it. I, do you remember how they did that? In the I don't remember exactly, <laughs> but I can tell you with 100% certainty, it was not like that. It was so bad. Like, I don't know. They they do some clever things with the circle of life in this movie where like the the beginning is literally shot for shot. It's the mm-hmm. circle of life song. Yep. Um, and then they get to Timon and Pumbaa and Timon and Pumbaa, one, one of the biggest changes is Timon and Pumbaa don't believe in the circle of life. Mm-hmm. And they talk about it's just more of a straight line and yep. you know, it's just food chain and then we die and there's nothing after that. And life is kind of meaningless. Like, and that goes hand in hand with Hakuna and Matata. Yeah. But, um, when they, uh, when they do things like the, you know, the, the tufts gets like passed from like animal to animal. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're trying to be clever and like in, and tie that in with the like straight line theory that Timon and Pumbaa have. And I'm just like, I, I see what you're trying to do here. Maybe you're trying to do that, but I don't know. And it's not clear. And so, yeah, I'm just, I'm done. I <laughs> move on to the next scene, please. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, this movie, it's kind of a long one too. Where yeah, um, 
I mean, this is with credits, but it's almost two hours with credits. Can I tell you why that? Why I think that is? Do you do you have an have a a theory on it? Let's hear yours first. So, I remember reviewers talking about this movie after it came out, thinking like, "Oh, there's so much more new content." The original movie was an hour and twenty. I'm guessing twenty five mm-hmm. is probably my guess. And now this is an hour and fifty five before credits, where we're like, "See all the new content, thirty minutes." I don't think there's as much as you think. I watching this a second time, I I started looking for the new content. And I'm telling you, there's 30 minute sections where there's nothing new. So yeah. like, I was like, where is that? Uh, where's that half hour that we never got from the original movie? And here's what I think it is. It is super, they've stretched everything. Everything is longer. Yes. The lines take longer to deliver. They're delivered very, very mm-hmm. slowly. Like, yep. like just, you know, a scene that took four minutes in the original takes seven. They don't seven. want you to miss the lines. Yes. There's a, a few additional lines, but again, there's not that many, and they're delivered again very slowly. And then you get these like they really dive dive deep into the the C, again the CGI is, is just mind blowing. But they do a lot of like long uh, camera shots where they're like they're panning over this mm-hmm. like huge field and stuff like that to kind of show off the prowess of this engine that's like making this thing this world right that doesn't exist. And they didn't do any of that in the movie. Like the movie is very actually kind of fast paced and it moves yeah. quickly. Like the pacing is very, very fast. In this one, they're just, I'm telling you, there were moments where I was starting to fall asleep bored because it was, I was just like, move on, like get to the next scene, get to the yeah. next point. Um, this, this story is based on Hamlet. Hamlet moves faster than this movie. <laughs> it's, it, there's so, there's so much just lingering in the moment in this movie. I don't understand it. Yeah, and I mean, they um, lengthen the songs as well. Yeah. Where um, some of these songs were sung like in three minutes. Now they're sung in like six minutes. So I definitely think I'm totally with you on they just lengthen stuff. There really is no extra content besides the song Spirit that we talked about. And it's short. Like it's that the spirit song is sung for maybe 45 seconds. Yeah. Um, maybe a minute at the most in the movie on the track, like on Spotify or whatever it's, it's maybe it's like a three minute yeah. song, but like that they're only using like a third of it in the movie if that's true. So but I mean for like the first 45 minutes, maybe even longer, it is pretty much the exact same as the original. Yeah. It's yeah, if you look at the running times you're like, "Oh, look how much more additional content there is." Yep. That's not true. I'm telling you it's not it's not there. There as if we want to talk about differences or additions, there's really only a couple that I can think of that are even of note at all. One of them is they 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 show you more there's more minutes attributed to what the what Scar and his his, you know, um, hyenas have done to the pride lands. Mm-hmm. Like they, they kind of, in the original movie, it's kind of like you see it decimated and that's kind of it. In this one, they kind of show like him ruling with an iron fist and, you know, yeah. take possession of everything over hunt, overeat, um, you know, just destroy everything. And there's some scenes with, uh, can't remember her name, but it's, it's, Simba's mom, Sarabi, Sarabi, that kind of like stands up to him, and there's mm-hmm. a, a couple like tense conversations with them, and then the the final fight scene between you know traditionally that you think of as Simba versus Scar is actually like more of a battle scene, and there's like additional there, that's a long fight scene, like it's yeah. it's like eight minutes long of like 
uh, a lot of like even the girl lions like getting into the fray and like mm-hmm. um, it's this massive like you know melee events of you know like yeah 25 different animals kind of flying around that's probably my favorite part of this movie it looks great is the fight scene yeah it looks really really good um yeah it's again a lot of it is shot for shot there are some additional lines that i think that really lands pretty good and the the action the fighting i like i would kind of wish there was more of it like Mm -hmm. like, it's not really that movie but like yeah it's it's done really really good i believe that those are real animals fighting each other yeah um and like you said, it looks awesome, and you really can't think of any other movie that does this. Because, I mean, even in Jungle Book, there is really no fight to this magnitude. No, you're right. Mowgli doesn't even really fight Shere Khan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And the the original Lion King has a lot less fighting in it mm-hmm. as well. Like, it's, it's, I mean, they were going for G, G, yeah. G-rated. And and this one this one this one's not PG thirteen but it's PG mm-hmm. and so they can they can get away with more they can say farted they can you know do yeah. do action scenes but like the there it's there's no blood they're not going to do blood you know south of PG thirteen but um, some of the hits and some of the violence is honestly I think a little graphic like it's it yeah. get it gets very uh, visceral like watching like what they're doing to each other um, and like. I, I mean, I have a five-year-old at home. She's not ready to watch this movie. Like, yeah. I know it's PG, but like, we're not showing this movie to her. It's there are some very, very intense dark scenes. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll let her watch. She's watched the anime. Yeah, uh, I don't care about that. It's not the death of Mufasa. <laughs> like, it's not about that. It's about how much they how how much are they showing you? And in this one, like, they show like the animals trample goring him yeah. and like trampling him. Like, you see it. And I so that was the only scene I watched from the original movie was like comparing the original stampede to this stampede. Mm-hmm. Um, I did go back and find on YouTube, like a three minute clip of, yeah. of just the stampede. That's the only thing I watched this week. Um, and it's, it's almost shot for shot. It's very similar. Um, you know, Simba hanging from a branch in the middle of, you know, mm-hmm. all these animals rampaging through the the Canyon. Um, but there's a lot more attention in this one devoted to um, Mufasa's struggle to claw his way to the top. Yep. And and Scar like pouncing down on his paws and watching him tumble down and zooming in on Simba's face. No, like it's be, and I'm again. It's a lot of it shot for shot. All that stuff happens in the original, but the, it's the original is so cartoony that you don't feel the weight of like an animal's dying. You watch you watch this one and it's like that's a real lion that's like falling to his death. And it's it's kind of it's a little gruesome to yeah. watch. And I mean, for uh, being a kid. When the first one came out, it's just like this was already traumatizing as a kid, but yeah. to see it all over again the way it did, um, I would definitely say one thing that these Disney remakes have shown us is Disney can go dark, not like super dark, like Joker wise, but I mean, they can definitely, uh, those. Disney animated movies that you grew up and loved, there is definitely a dark side to it. And I feel like we've talked about with Cruella, um, Aladdin, these remakes that they're making, the villains definitely are darker than the original. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, I'm 41 years old. Like I, like as an adult, I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, I, I think, because of those additions and how how dark it, it goes, mm. I mean, Scar is like 
a, a deliberately dark person in this movie. Like yeah. he, he's in the, again, in the original movie, he sings and he's jovial and he makes fun of people. And it's like, he's not, he's not always just like sinister all the time in this movie. He literally never stops being sinister. Yeah. And there's always, you know, it's all ulterior motive. Um, he doesn't joke around ever. Like he's, he's definitely a darker character. So, you know, we're just not, we're not going to show it to our five year old anytime soon. Yeah. I hear you. But, um, yeah, I, the talking again about that last scene, I, 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 the, the writing in this movie is really good. And I know mm-hmm. a lot of it are, is literally the same lines as the original. So I'm complimenting both movies, but, um, there's this one part where, um, it's, it's scar is about to like do the, like the death blow on Simba and he's like, you know, kind of pinning him up against the edge of the cliff. Yeah. And he says, um, you know, are you the King? And he just keeps repeating it. Are you the King over and over again? And then, um, eventually Simba just kind of backs down he's like, I'm nothing. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's like, then bow to your King. And he like hits him. And I, I'm, I'm just like, and the soundtrack is so moving. It's so yeah. good. It's like the movie's not all bad. Like there are some like really cool scenes, and the and see uh things that happen in the movie that really stir your heart and mm-hmm. get you excited or get you afraid like it's really well done it's just it's just i i felt all these things before yeah in the original movie so um, and i mean it's almost like if the original didn't exist everybody would be fine with this movie yes i I'm so glad that is brilliant, Grant. And I, I thought about that and I forgot to mention it. I, I wanted to talk about that even at the beginning of the review, but like, yep. like erase the original movie from your mind. What do you think about this movie? And it's like, it's like a nine, out of, it's maybe a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Right. But I mean, it really just boils down to you, you took a movie that was pretty much flawless and everybody loved it except maybe 7%. Because it's not 100% Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. And then you make this one. But if the original doesn't exist, you're talking about a movie that will go down in history as one of the greatest Disney movies of all time. Yeah. I think this, if this is the only iteration of Disney's The Lion King, mm-hmm. I think it's a 9 out of 10 minimum yeah. on, on Metacritic or Rotten Tomatoes. I think audiences watch this and go, what a phenomenal story. What a phenomenal film. Um, cause the again, the writing's really good. Um, it's based on Hamlet. So, you know, they cribbed a lot of it from yep. Shakespeare himself, but like, it's, it's just a really well-told story. Like Scar manipulates the crap out of, um, Simba mm-hmm. and like, you know, puts him in that Canyon. You know, he knows that either Simba's going to die or, or Mufasa's going to die or, yep. or both. And you know, no matter how he slices it, he wins the kingdom. His, he watches his dad die and Scar says, you know, oh, I'm. I feel so sorry for you, buddy. But, um, you know, this is all your fault. Like, if you know, if you if you just hadn't been here, Mufasa, your dad wouldn't have died. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Simba looking at him and saying, "What do I do, Scar? What do I do?" Because it's, it's his uncle, and he, you know, respects him. And and Scar's like, "Run, run as fast run as you can, away. <laughs> and never return." Yeah, and it, and and you believe it. And again, if this is the only time that we've seen the story, we're like. I'm captivated. I'm just yeah. like, oh, I can't wait to see what happens next. So, so I almost feel like... I feel bad for hating on it because of that, yeah. you know? Because, I mean, if you watch this one and don't watch the original, you're just like, oh, this is... I mean, obviously, there there probably aren't many people out... I mean, maybe there's one person out there. And if you have, let us know 
on the show. <laughs> if you've only seen the yeah. remake, let us know. That's because, great. I mean, I just don't know how seeing both of these, you don't really agree with what we say. Yeah. Well, we okay. Let let's let's play this game. Let let's say, let's say, um, Jordan's she has seen the original, but let's mm-hmm. let's say that's not true. She's not seen either of them, and let's say she's now old enough to to. I yeah. mean, like we're not going to show her this movie. It's too, it's too graphic. <laughs> but like now she okay now she's like nine or ten or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's probably just fine age. Maybe even younger than that. And and you have the choice of showing her the original first or this one first. What do you do? The original. I think so too, right? Yeah. Like, I I almost I almost um, wonder if you can't really... Unless you're going, like, unless they're like a teenager by that, yeah. then you're probably showing them the live action. But, I mean... Like, there there are some jokes in this movie that, that, that don't make sense unless you've seen the original. Yeah. Like, it's... It references the original mm-hmm, in several sure. clever ways. When, one of the the big it's not a big change. All of those changes are small changes. Let's be honest. But there's there's a there is one I I had to laugh because I think it's just clever. There's a um there's a scene in the original movie where um you know Timon is at the very end of the film and they're trying to like distract the hyenas. Yep. He's, he's like you know um are you aching 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 aching, aching for some, some bacon 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 um and it's it's like just a nothing song it's like eight seconds long right mm-hmm. in this one they do be our guest yep and i totally forgot that they did it it's it's obviously in any it's disney so like they can rip off their own song yeah. if they want <laughs> but like um like he he does the you know um uh, you know, the dining room would like to introduce you to your, your dinner. dinner. <laughs> He's talking about Pumbaa. Yeah. And I laughed. Like, I laughed mm-hmm. out loud. I was like, okay, that is funny. Yeah. Um, but again, it's referential. Like, if you've never seen Beauty and the Beast, you don't know why that's funny. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you have to show the original first. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, ironically, this movie becomes worse for it. Yeah. So. Which, I mean, I... I don't really think there really is a fix to it. No, I I agree with you. I don't think I don't think there's anything you could 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 do to fix it. I, yeah, I I can't. I literally. I mean, I'm not a creative mind to like put together a film. I think there's there are definitely some things you could have tweaked to make it improved, mm-hmm. but. I I don't know. I I think this this movie honestly was kind of doomed from the start. As, oh yeah. As soon as they decided to commit wholeheartedly to the we're going for realism, and that and we're never going to deviate from that. Like these are going to act like real animals the entire yeah. time. I think it it was our its fate was already sealed. Like I there's no there's no redeeming it after that. Yeah. Unfortunately. And I mean, the things that which hopefully Disney has learned from this. And I mean, a lot of the stuff we've seen on Disney plus kind of show that they've learned from their mistakes, but we don't need one to correct the mistakes of this one. Yeah. I just, I think they, I think they've learned their lesson. I I think, I, I don't think again, you will see a remake basically go for like shot for shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff like oh it'll be enough for it just to be it lo- that it looks different but it behaves exactly the same as the original movie 
I mean, you would have thought that they would have learned that because since Aladdin came out before this film. But anyway, I, now that they've released Lion King and it released to those kind of reviews, I think they, they definitely know like what not to do in the future. Yeah. Um, so, and I, I think like Cruella was a really great deviation from that. They're like, mm-hmm. okay, we're going to do a story about the villain side of things and it's going to be a prequel and like, you know, we're going to completely change the world and, you know, everything. So I, I hope we get more of that going forward. So I don't know what's what's up coming up next but I, they have some like more that are in the works i just can't yeah remember. oh little, Pino- little mermaid pinocchio is one of them mm-hmm. but see like i think i think pinocchio will be a slam dunk because the original movie came out in like 1941 or whatever Something it is like it was that. so old, so long ago like almost 100 years ago and so like the, the, whatever they do to modernize it it's gonna f- be by yeah. necessity very different this movie came out in the 90s it's not that old of a film yeah. so and i feel like Little Mermaid, which that one I saw somewhere earlier this week, that that one's coming out in 2023. But I feel like they're, since it is based off of a book loosely, yeah. Um, I feel like they have enough room to where they're going to make it Broadway esque, yeah. kind of like this, yeah. But I feel like there's still enough wiggle room where there's different ways they can go with it. Yeah. Yeah, I almost feel like they, with The Lion King, they, this is such a highly, res- it's like a top five of all time Disney animated. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of people have this as their, like, number one movie. Yeah. Um, and it, box office-wise and merchandise-wise, I don't think any movie's been bigger. But um, I feel like they had they had to treat this, because that that had to be equated with, like, don't mess with it. And that was just the wrong call. Like, I, I don't think the audiences are looking for that. If you're not going to mess with it, don't do it. Yeah. Just keep the original. Mm-hmm. So. Simple. Yeah. All right. Um, I think that's a good dis- discussion on that. Well, if you have suggestions for other remakes that we want us to watch, I still have not seen the Beauty and the Beast remake, by the way. Like, you, oh. were, you were talking about it, and I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about because I haven't seen yeah. it yet. Um, Maybe we can have Caitlin on for that because that, that is her favorite uh Disney movie of all time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's I think it's my wife's too. She always talks yeah. about that as one of her favorites. Um, maybe we could do that in a, in a couple weeks if you're up for that or if you want to give it more time. But yeah. I sometime this year I would like to watch that movie mm-hmm. um, and talk about it. So um, we'll get, get into our last couple segments here. What else are you watching on uh, Disney Plus and what's new on Disney Plus this week? Um, what else have you been watching this week? I literally have not watched like any TV period yeah. besides football. I mean, I've watched a couple of college football games and NFL game. Yeah. But other than that, I've, I have barely watched any TV. So when you're not coaching junior high football, which you really, you actually do that. Yeah. Uh, you're watching football games. Pretty much. <laughs> and even like, I mean, I've been watching film, stuff like that. So, I mean, football is pretty much my life during this point. And honestly, tonight, at, before we record, I watched two episodes of Psych, and that's literally the only like non-podcast slash sports thing that I've watched in the past like three weeks. Yeah. Um, this is, what I'm about to say next is, 
way off topic for this podcast, not even in the same universe as this podcast, but um, one thing I, well, it's, it's okay, it's very tangentially related <laughs> because it's on Hulu, and you, if you sign up for Disney+, Plus, get the Hulu yeah. package, maybe you also have Hulu, but um, one thing I'm definitely going to be watching, because I've heard like nothing but good about it, is the um, 9-11 One Day in America. Um, okay, yeah. It's like a six, uh, six, six episode. Oh, the documentary. Yeah, it's, it's basically like a, uh, like a 300 minute or so documentary. Yep. Um, I, I heard from someone who's, uh, watched it recently that like, they feel like they've watched everything there could be, that could be watched about nine 11 over the last 20 years. And he said, he watched that and he's like, like 80 to 90% of the footage he had never seen before. Hmm. And so, um, you know, it's not like something to be like excited about, like, Hey, let's, let's watch nine 11 and like, yeah. you know, get the popcorn out. It's not that kind of a viewing experience, but, um, it, you know, with it being the 20 year anniversary this last weekend, um, I feel like I almost like as a Patriot, like I, I almost like want to like watch it just so I can get excited about, you know, what America, how America responded to that attack. And mm-hmm. So anyway, if you're, if you have Disney plus and Hulu, that's something to, to check out on Hulu. Uh, very quickly, two things that I watched this last week. Um, I watched that 20 something, um, mm-hmm. Pixar spark short, the short, yep. um, that we mentioned last week on the what's new on Disney plus, mm-hmm. um, dude, it's, it's a skip. I, I, it's Pixar. So yeah. I, was, I was like, okay, this will be pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's, um, a flat 2d, 2d animation, not a, not, yep. a, not a 3d CGI. Um, I don't want to spoil too much just in case you do want to watch it, but like, <laughs> it's basically about a girl who is a 20 something that is like learning how to adult for the first time in her life. Okay. And she goes clubbing in almost like the entire 10 minutes, wherever it takes place at this club. And it's about, it's really a, it's supposed to be a, a story about imposter syndrome, like that you, you know, should be an adult, but you're still a kid inside yeah. an adult body. And it's, it's kind of cute, but it's, it's, it reminds me a little bit of inside out and inside out did way better. <laughs> so it's just, okay. I, I, I don't think it's like, definitely don't watch it, but if you're a kid, definitely skip it. Like if you're listening to this, you know, one yeah. of the few kid, kid listeners that we have, I would say it's not entertaining for kids at all. Um, it's as an as a forty something adult like me. It's definitely not relevant to my life at all. Yeah. And if I was in in my twenties and just had to see everything that Pixar made, I might watch it. Mm-hmm. But it is it is definitely not as compelling as I was hoping it was going to be. Uh, some of the um, uh, oh, what's it? What are those called? That I reviewed it a couple weeks ago. The the little like five minute. Oh, the Pixar shorts. Yeah, I forget what that series is called. Those are way better. Like. Th- those are half the length of 20 something. And I would recommend watching those any day over this. Yeah. So. Well, that's kind of disappointing. Yeah. I, I wasn't, I wasn't that intrigued with that one. Short circuit. Short circuit. Yeah. It, it, if you're listening to this and you've not watched short circuit, don't watch 20 something. Watch, watch a few episodes of short circuit. You'll have a much better time. So uh, kind of surprising coming from Pixar in my opinion. So the other thing I watched was Doug days. This is obviously also Pixar. This is uh, Doug, the dog from the Up, yep. mo- the Pixar movie mm-hmm. Up. Uh, Carl, Doug, their new home. It's a sequel. It's literally following the events of. It takes place like mere hours, like after the after the movie. Okay. And I freaking loved the show. It was so good. Um, it is very short. There's only five episodes, and delete the credits and i think every episode is like eight minutes so mm-hmm. you're in for like maybe 40 minutes of actual screen okay. screen time 
uh, watching all um, all five episodes. Every episode is um, kind of like, you know, with it being like a third of like a half hour like animated show, mm-hmm. it's it's only about like a very specific thing. Like episode one is called Squirrel. Episode two is called Puppies. Every, episode three is, is called uh, Smell and then Flowers and then Science. Like it's, it's, it's a very, it's not trying to tell you this big story. It's, it's literally like, and it's, as you would suggest, it almost entirely stars Doug. Like he is, yeah. he's the star of the whole show. Carl's in it as well. There's a surprise character in one of the episodes. I don't want to spoil because I, th- I think it's, it's really, it's fun when you see it. And um, there's a lot of the talking um, caller involved, okay. involved in it. And there's, again, I want, don't want to spoil it, but there's, there's one episode that I think might be my favorite one where there's more callers. <laughs> Uh, on more animals and that gets wild and crazy. Um, it's, it's a, uh, if you've ever owned, did you grow up owning a dog? Yeah. So for anyone who's ever owned a dog, like I don't currently own a dog, but I, I did for most of my life mm-hmm. growing up all of my life until I went to college and it, like every little thing that Carl does with his dog is something I've done with my dog. Like I, dog lovers will like, instantly recognize some of the things that that's being done. Like, you know, dog picking up the leash saying he wants to go for a walk or, you know, the doorbell rings and he just immediately starts barking. Mm-hmm. But what's funny about the show is that Doug can talk. So you're like, it's literally half of the show's humor. And I laughed a lot. Half of the show's humor is, um, the, th- the thoughts that you've always assumed your dog was thinking, but now you're hearing them audibly. And it's so funny. It's, it's the same kind of humor as what you see in up, but like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like the doorbell rings and he's got that doofy, doofy kind of voice, you know? So he's, he's like, you know, um, you know, somebody made that sound. I, I am going to go check out that sound. I will bark at that sound. I don't like that sound. You know, it's like just oh, that over and over and over mm-hmm. again. And I'm telling you, like, I thought it was going to get old. It was going to get old after 20 minutes. I never got tired of it. It was, I was laughing the entire time. So, um, it's, it's really cute. Uh, your kids will love it. Uh, adults will love it. If you've ever owned a dog, you deserve to watch the show. It's, it's really, really good. So, okay. uh, again, you can watch the whole thing in 40 minutes of your time. It's, it's not a big, uh, time commitment and I thoroughly enjoyed it. So Doug days, um, here's what's coming out on Disney plus this week. And then we're going to wrap this puppy up. Uh, today we're recording this on Monday, this, uh, September the 13th. So we're looking at September the 15th. And can you tell I'm stalling? Because I'm September I, the seventeenth. I never, I never remembered to look this up before we start recording. <laughs> oh, by the way, I'm, I'm looking at what came out last week. Did you watch any? Oh, well, no, you haven't had time. Pepper Ann is like another, another. Like I legitimately want to watch a couple episodes of Pepper Ann just yeah. because this is like a show that you grew up with. <laughs> so okay, uh, Wednesday, September fifteenth. Uh, what if episode six? We will be covering both of those episodes, mm-hmm. five and six, on the next episode of our show. Uh, Turner and Hooch, episode nine. Uh, Chip and Dale, Park Life. I, I that show's got to end at some point. <laughs> um, D- uh, uh, Doogie Ka- Kamea Aloha. I'm gonna butcher that every single episode. Episode uh, two is coming out. Uh, Disney Junior, ready for preschool. It's like music videos and stuff like that for preschool mm-hmm. kids. Uh, is coming out. Uh, Life Be- Life Below Zero, Next Generation, season 16. Uh, it's a National Geographic um, show about the wilds of Alaska, just, you know, living below zero Fahrenheit um, or Celsius. I don't know. 
Miraculous Tales of Ladybug and Cat Noir, season four, 13 episodes. That looks like a, a current show. I'm, I'm sure they're just kind of doing like half of the season, yeah. releasing it. Uh, Unknown Waters with Jeremy Wade, uh, season one, three episodes of the first season of that show. Uh, Jeremy Wade searches for answers in the most remarkable livers, livers, rivers, <laughs> lakes, and seas. Although, searching for answers in, in remarkable livers, I think I would watch that show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it would definitely get my attention more. <laughs> uh, no, this is unfortunately about water, rivers, lakes, and seas on the planet to reveal the secrets of these extraordinary places. So, um, yeah. Disappointment, Phil. Uh, for Friday, that's it for Wednesday. I Really, the only thing of interest on Wednesday for me is, is what if. Um, yeah. So... Um, Friday, September the 17th, Pixar, another uh, Pixar spark short. This one's called Nona. Uh, read this. It says Pixar animation studios introduces Nona, a grandmother who plans to spend her day off by shutting out the world to watch her favorite TV show. E W W Smashdown wrestling. Okay. I'm, oh, I'm, I'm totally in. <laughs> Jack is going to be watching this for sure. Uh, however, when her five-year-old granddaughter Renee is unexpectedly dropped off, Nona is caught between her two favorite things. She wants to play with Renee, but she also wants to watch Smashdown. I will absolutely uh, watch that. That sounds really fun. Um, uh, a movie that's almost certainly on on Grant's top ten movies of all time: Confessions of a Shopaholic. Oh gosh, I don't think I don't think I've even seen this movie. It's definitely a I'm afraid to categorize anything as a movie for girls now that we yeah. <laughs> have gotten some pushback on that, but this is uh, almost certainly a, a movie for girls. Uh, Disney Desc- Caitlin just said in the background that she's seen this movie. What, so. Caitlin, what do you think? She doesn't remember it. <laughs> so that's, that's everything you need to know about that. Um, uh, Disney Descendants, The Royal Wedding. Uh, oh my gosh. Is this a movie? Yes, Phil. It's finishing off the Descendants movies. What? What is this? What is Descendants? It's a decom Disney Channel original movie, Phil. Oh, it's a it's a film or a series of films? Yes. So the, this is the royal wedding between uh Mal and Ben? I don't even know who Do the, you know? Okay. So you've I, not I, seen I know movies. Mal is the daughter of Maleficent. Oh, okay. That makes sense. But that's... And... All the kids love it. It's all the rage with children. Yep. And all the main characters are basically the children of villains. Okay. Well, that makes sense because it talks about Hades and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. But I've never seen them. Okay. Uh, Disney's Broadway hits at London's Royal Albert Hall. If you're into like Broadway like performances and stuff mm-hmm. like that, this actually might be one to check out. Um, it's basically like stage performances from popular so- songs from shows like Beauty and the Beast, uh, Ada, The Lion King, Aladdin, Mary Poppins, Tarzan, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. So like the Broadway versions of those movies, yeah. um, just kind of, it looks like a greatest hits kind of thing of just like pr- Broadway performances basically. That might not be too bad then. Yeah, uh, I might I might check out some of that. Um, Flooded Tombs of the Nile uh, looks like um, like an Egyptian related National Geographic. Uh, Jade Eyed Leopard is the last thing. Um, 
Let's see. The filmmaker sheds light on the life of a leopard with jade with jade, jade green eyes. Interesting. Named Toto in the something something reserve in Kenya. So, if you like, if you if you just couldn't get enough, you know, jungle cats livers. <laughs> or livers, then check out Jade Eyed Leopard. Um, yeah, as far as like what's coming out, I'm gonna watch. I'll definitely watch Nona. That's the Pixar spark short mm-hmm. uh i might check out a little bit of the broadway it's just because i i do like broadway uh performances that, that might be kind of fun and then of course uh what if episode six and we're gonna be covering that yeah on our next episode but that's kind of it it's kind of a lighter week there's not like a that big release yeah coming out this week um cool well you already know what we're covering on the next episode uh we'll cover only episodes five and six of what if and then we'll get back to something else two weeks from now if you have an idea of what you want to hear about on this podcast or send us your own review of something that you've watched, I'd love to know what other people are watching. Uh, we'd love to include you in the show. Just email Disney plus reviews at hotmail.com. And that's P L U S all spelled out. Uh, Grant, thank you for an enlightening talk on 2019's the lion King. Yeah. This was an interesting one. Hustle dear TVs people. And <laughs> yeah. Play the original lion. King. Yes. Watch the original. That's our recommendation to you. Uh, We will talk to you next time for What If Episodes 5 and 6. 